Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. Uh, If you're new, welcome, and thank you for being here. Here's how it works. Listeners just like you, go to my Instagram page. They go to my story on Sundays. They type in questions in that box that says, ask me a question. I take those questions and answer them here on the show. So you'll get a little taste of that today as we're going to work through two questions. So if you realize halfway through, like, oh, I have a question I want to ask, find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And then every Sunday on my story, you'll see that box there to submit your question or really as many questions as you would like. Guys, if you enjoy this episode or any episode that you listen to whatsoever, spread the love, share it with your friends and family, let other people know this is where they can go to get all of their questions answered. Uh, And then if you want more content outside of the podcast episodes, you want to maybe read something, you want something about arms or how to work out at home during coronavirus, Uh, We have free guides available for you, completely free. You can download them uh, at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N Fitness.com slash free. And I also just realized that I forgot to talk about what questions we are going through today. So let's do that quick. The first question that we're going to be going through today is about what, uh, what muscles are most important to train unilaterally? unilaterally. So one-sided, like when do you know you should train one side of the body? You know, like for example, doing lunges instead of just straight up squats. Okay. And then we're also going to be talking about what to do when you have hit a plateau of some sort. You're stuck. You're not seeing results. What do you do? All right. So, uh, I already talked about the rest of the stuff in the intro. So let's get to the questions. All right. First question is from Janelle H13. And the question is, which muscles are most important to train unilaterally? Okay, so unilateral movements is just, it's a one-sided, uh, one-sided movement. All right, so let's give an example here. A unilateral exercise would be a split squat, for example. I am, I am training one side unilateral uh, of my body versus both in a standard squat. So the question is how, you know, what muscle groups are best? And I think I want to throw in my own question of how do I know when to train things unilaterally? And I think they both go hand in hand. Honestly, overall, I think it's really, really beneficial to train unilaterally uh, throughout your workout routine to, you know, throw something in here and there. Because we, as we get older, as we do less playing, we kind of forget how to function, operate, and perform just on one side of our body. Uh, you know, you'll see it a lot more once you get way older, but like, you know, your balance starts to go. Um, you don't feel as stable on one leg. Maybe you stand on one leg uh, and kind of slouch over, bend over to pick something up and something tweaks. We kind of just, we don't really work on that in the gym. And we certainly don't practice it in our everyday lives because we're not playing like kids anymore. So stuff like that tends to, Uh, get lost, but it's still there. So I feel like 
or at least what I mean is our body knows how to do it if we train it well. So I feel like it's important no matter what, no matter what the goal is, what your intention is when you're working out, fat loss, muscle building, movement, performance, whatever it is, there should always be some unilateral training in there. As far as what muscles uh, you should do and how to know when you should do it, they both go hand in hand in the sense of like we all have imbalances, okay? It's, it's likely that a majority of us know that, oh yeah, one side of my body is stronger than this side when I do this, or one leg is stronger than the other when I do this. We all have a general sense and a general idea of what that looks like for our own body, right? At least I would hope so. You know, if you've been working out for some time, you, you know what? You don't even need to work out. Sometimes you just realize that doing things in everyday life. So we all have that going on. I think that is a perfect reason to work on unilateral movements. I'm trying to think of an example for uh, myself. Oh, okay. So I, I tore my MCL uh, a few years back. And ever since then, my right knee, cause I never got surgery. It, it was, it wasn't, the tear wasn't bad enough. And you know how it works with those ligaments. They don't really go back to being as tight and as stable as they used to. They're always going to be flimsy. So now that knee is not nearly as stable as the other. And I recognize that. So what I'll do in my routine is I'll incorporate split squats I will do some lateral lunges, things like that, where I'm forcing my right knee, the bad one, to really stabilize and control the movement for the rest of my body. Because if I didn't, what would happen is, you know, if I'm doing squats, I might kind of shift over to my left side a little bit because I naturally feel more stable there. And if I do that for years and years and years, I'm going to develop some pretty gnarly imbalances, not only aesthetically, as far as maybe having bigger and more developed glutes and quads on my left side, but I'm also going to have a pretty major difference in strength, stability, uh, and then I could be, you know, so weak with minor movements on one side that it leads to greater injury, like a pelvis tilt, you know, or a hip tilt, and that in turn, you know, messes up my spine a little bit, and it could turn into a whole whole world of problems. So that's something I try to focus on. But whatever it is for you, I would try to ad- address the imbalances first. I think those are the areas of your body that need unilateral training the most, okay? So that's what I would do. So for example, my right bicep is way stronger than my left. All right, instead of doing barbell curls, let's incorporate some dumbbell curls in there. And I'm only gonna do the amount of weight and reps on my strong arm as I can do on my weak arm. That way I give a chance, give a chance, give a, a chance for the other one to catch up. So I would say, you know, imbalances is that's the main reason you want to train things unilaterally. And those muscle groups involved or, you know, behind those imbalances are, <clears throat> are uh, that's what's going to tell you, you know, what muscle groups you need to train unilaterally. And then outside of that, I would also, you know, say it's definitely going to apply with sport. That's a great time to train things unilaterally because you're running, jumping, sprinting, and you're on one leg or the other a majority of the time. You know, it's, it's, it's not too often where we're constantly on both feet in sport. Um, baseball, you know, you're on two feet a majority of the time. But even then, in that sport, you're constantly, let's say, you know, for me, I hit left and I, and I throw left. So I'm constantly rotating towards my right side. I'm constantly rotating, uh, let's see, clockwise. And so because of that, the rotation in the other direction isn't as good. Uh, so, you know, for sport, I want to make sure that I'm balanced on both sides because that's going to optimize my, uh, my health and my, um, it's going to lower my risk of injury. So that's when I'm going to do it there. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but that's when it applies the most is when you have imbalances or potential imbalances that could come up. That's when I would address that stuff. All right. 
Uh, let's look at the next question here. The next question is from Woe Emily. And the question is, I've been working out and eating right for months. I don't see any progress. Is reverse dieting going to help? Uh, so I'll be honest with you, Emily, there's, there's a lot to unpack here and I can't say definitively yes or no reverse dieting is going to help because I have no, I have no clue, uh, what your exact situation is, but, but I will give you this, the times when reverse dieting is quote unquote best or optimal is when calorie intake is so low and fat loss stalls because of that, um, and or calorie intake is so low that it's making quality of life poor. That's a situation where, you know, you might want to consider reverse dieting. And what I mean by that is just slowly adding calories to your intake week over week while uh, strength training. That might be a time where, you know, you want to incorporate some reverse dieting in there. Uh, but let's say, for example, you know, because one of the things that you mentioned is I'm eating right. What does that mean? I mean what does that mean? Eating right. You know, that could mean, hey, I'm eating, I'm eating all, you know, healthy foods. Um, I, you know, I'm eating right. And then instead of five sodas, I'm only having two a day. You know, I'm eating healthy foods. You could be eating right or eating clean and healthy, but you still could be going over your calorie limit. Uh, you know, so eating right is like, what does that mean? You know, so what I would encourage you to do before I, before I go through these other tips on how to get past a plateau, what I would encourage you to do. Actually, you know what? This is one of the tips that I would give. So let's just go right into the tips for getting past the plateau. I would, I would first and foremost, just track everything. Because a lot of people just think like, okay, I just need to exercise and I will eat well and thus results will come. Yeah, when you're starting out. But the more advanced you get with these things, the more complicated your goals get, the more diligent you're going to have to be with the details and the nuances of working out and quote unquote eating right. You know, so you're going to need to track your workouts. You're going to need to, you know, track your, track your volume, track your weights that you're using. Are you using more weight than you did last week? Do, you know, does your training program from phase one allow you to progress in the phase that you're in now in phase two? Is it strategically structured to keep you progressing towards your goal, whatever that may be? Are you tracking your food intake? How many grams of protein are you eating a day? Are you eating that on a consistent basis or are you only meeting your protein goal two out of seven days? You see what I mean? The more you track these things, the, the better understanding that you can get on what's going on, what the problem is, that way you can identify a solution. You know, it's, I say this all the time. It's just like budgeting and finances. Like, first of all, it blows my mind how many people don't have a budget. But when you, when you don't have a budget, you don't really realize what's going on with your money. You're, you're, it comes in and it kind of goes away and you don't realize what's happening. When you're tracking a budget, you're tracking your, your, your expenses and your incomes. You realize, oh shit, I'm spending 50 bucks a month at, at Target for stuff I don't even need. Or, or wow, we're, we're, we could be saving money on, on dog food with this. You know, when you actually break it all down and take a look, you're, you're much more likely to find the problem because otherwise... If you don't track what's going on, you're just shooting in the dark. And this is where people get frustrated and they just say, well, this, you know, I've been working out. I've been, I've been eating right. I, I don't understand, you know? And the same thing with the budget. Like people just say, well, I'm making a little bit more money than I used to. And I, f I feel like I'm, I'm saving more. I'm not spending as much. But you don't know for sure because you're not tracking things. So just, just try to track 
you know, a little bit at a time just to get a better understanding of what's actually going on with your health and fitness. That way you can figure out what the problem is uh, and create a solution that will that will solve that problem. The next thing that I'm going to recommend for any sort of plateau, fat loss, strength, whatever it is, is to shift your focus. This is especially true with fat loss. However, um, so many people, uh, they just exercise with the intent of burning calories uh, and getting sweaty and getting sore and kicking their own ass because their ultimate goal is to lose body fat. And the reason that they do all of that stuff is so they can see the weight change. But then someday, for some reason, the weight stops changing and it stays that way for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, three months. So what I recommend in that case is switching your goal. Change your focus. Now, this is something that I've worked on with people that, that were working with me or that have been working with me. So many of them, this is a more common in women than men, but so many of them are like, I'm sick of seeing the scale not moving. I'm sick of not seeing the weight change. And I say, fantastic. We're going to uh, give that scale to your spouse and they're not going to let you touch it for six months. And then, you know, initially they want to kill me and they think I'm stupid and they don't know what I'm talking about. And it sounds insane. And I just say, you know what? Trust me. We're going to focus on your squat, your deadlift, your bench press your pull-ups, and how strong you can get there. We're just going to focus on that. Those, those, are, those are tangible numbers that are 100% in your control. The weight's not. The weight's not in your control. Like you said, you felt like you've been doing everything right, but the weight ain't changing. Sodium is there. Extra water uh, intake could be there. Water retention, stress could amount to that. Uh, but tangible numbers of what you are lifting in the gym or not are, are so objective. You either did it or you didn't. And that's why I think it's so beautiful. It's just so much more in your, it's so much more in your control as far as the outcome of the weight being lifted. So let's just focus on your strength there. And nine times out of 10, literally no exaggeration, 90% of the time when these people just ditch the, ditch their obsession with the, with the scale, with their weight, and they just focus on how strong that they can get in the gym, the weight ends up coming off. And you know Why? Well, there's a lot of stuff that, that could be going on as far as exactly why, you know, their metabolic rate was probably increasing uh, as they got stronger, as they built more lean muscle tissue, their stress might've went down because they learned to appreciate exercise and, and really see their improvement in the performance of their body versus, you know, getting stressed out about never seeing the scale change and hating working out and having chronically high cortisol because you're constantly busting your, busting your ass to try to burn an insane amount of calories during a workout. It could be, you know, it could be one of those things. It could be all of those things. Um, but shift your focus. Shifting your focus is going to help um, a ton. And that's almost always what I recommend um, after you've taken some time to, to track things. So those are the two things that I recommend as far as how to get past um, any sort of plateau, but specifically here with fat loss. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Lastly, if you want those free guides, if you want more free resources on fitness, fat loss, muscle building, you can go to pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. 
Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.